Hello and welcome to Chasing Perfection, a UConn women's basketball podcast. I'm Daniel Connolly here with Megan Gower. And folks, the day has arrived. The day that UConn has been waiting for for three months. The day that fans have been waiting for for three months. The day that the entire nation outside of Connecticut has been dreading. Paige Beckers is back. Not officially as a time of recording. But tomorrow, Friday against St. John's, she will make her return from the knee injury that she suffered on December 5th against Notre Dame. To quickly recap the entire saga, final minute of the Notre Dame game, goes down with a non-contact left knee injury, needs to be carried off the floor, looks very bad. Two days later, UConn announces that she suffered a tibial plateau fracture from all accounts she suffered a minor version of the injury six to eight week type recovery is what was the original date put on it december 13th she had surgery not only did they repair the anterior tibial fracture they also discovered a lateral meniscus tear they put the recovery at eight weeks at that point she was able to resume basketball activities Participated in team activities during practice on February 16th. After UConn's win over Georgetown on February 20th, he said she wouldn't be playing the rest of the regular season. During Before their win against Marquette on February 23rd, just yesterday, this past Wednesday, she warmed up with the team and dressed, but that was determined to only be a step in her recovery. She did not play. Gino said she was having a meeting with her doctor on Thursday. Must have gotten cleared. They announced later in the day that she is going to play against St. John's. And now the season can really actually begin for honestly the first time. Yeah. I mean, it's very exciting, right? We've been, I feel like just waiting for this day. It's been a lot of talk about what this team can do without her, but ultimately what's going to matter in the next month and a half or so is what they can do with her. And we're finally going to start to see that this week, which is I think also good timing, right? You get her back in the regular season and before the start of the postseason, there's a good amount of time between now and when UConn truly needs her for her to get reacclimated. I wrote literally this morning in the free weekly that, Time is UConn's biggest enemy and how time's running out on them and how the remaining schedule doesn't exactly do them many favors because you've got three games in quick succession, including the Marquette game. Then you have five days off and then you have three games in immediate succession in the Big East tournament, which isn't really helpful for development as we saw in the battle for Atlantis. But that equation kind of changes now that you have Paige Becker's back because St. John's, I think, expecting anything other than this being a game where she can just get her feet wet again, I think is asking too much. This isn't going to be the page Beckers that we're used to seeing. I don't even know if this is going to be half the page Beckers that we've gotten used to seeing. There shouldn't be any floor on her performance. As long as she gets through it, stays healthy and feels good after she'll have one day to recover. And then maybe you can increase it a little bit against Providence, figure it out. And then, you've gotten her back into the mix enough where you've got a full week of practice to start to put things together, figure out lineups, figure out that on-court chemistry. And then this is all lining up for the Big East tournament to be the real reintegration period. I feel for Paige Becker's back into the lineup at what you'd hope is 
her getting closer to a hundred percent with so many quick games with what should be some, an easy game in the first round and then some competitive games in the next two rounds, but nothing that UConn shouldn't win. And then you get the 10 days off to rest up, heal up and get ready for the NCAA tournament where again, you're not going to be challenged very much in those first two games, another week off, get to regionals and you kind of go from there. You got to have it rolling by that point. Otherwise you might be in trouble, but when you spell it out like that, that's a pretty good amount of time. And it really feels like the number one factor, if she can knock off the rust this weekend, because I think to think that she's just going to pick up where she left off is borderline delusional because she hasn't played in three months. There's going to be rust. Her shot's not going to be there. She's going to make some mistakes. She's not going to be very sharp. Once you get past that point, whenever she feels like she gets the rust off, and maybe that's not until after the Big East tournament, Maybe that's after five minutes against St. John's. I really don't feel great saying that Paige Becker's Willer won't do anything because Gino shared a story that about a month ago, she walked into the training room with this giant swollen knee and everyone was like, this is really bad. This is going to set you back a while. And then two days later it was gone and he asked her why. And she goes, I'm different. It's hard to argue with that. So I don't really want to put restrictions on Paige. I more want to put restrictions on expectations for Paige. But I think once she gets that rust off, it's just going to be a matter of how she can handle it mentally. Does she feel good cutting on that knee? Does she feel good stopping on that knee? Does she feel comfortable if someone's diving at that leg for a loose ball? I think that's going to be the big determining factor in how good Paige Beckers can be the rest of the way, because I think the possibilities are pretty much complete ends of the spectrum and everywhere all the way in between where Paige is just kind of a shell of herself the rest of the way. And she doesn't actually factor in all that much. And Paige is the best player in the country by the big East tournament. I feel like everything, both those ends and everything between them are a possibility. I would probably, if personally I was making a prediction be somewhere in the middle, but I really feel strongly that, that mentality and how she feels mentally with the injury is going to be the biggest factor in all of this. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think they wouldn't be clearing her to play if she wasn't ready to go physically. So I think that part is, is there, it's going to be, like you said, the mental game and how, how comfortable she feels with it. And I think that will come with time too. Like she might not be super comfortable Friday, but like you said, there's, you know, I think it's four basically, yeah, four full weeks until regionals. So four full weeks till they really need her to be kind of at, you know, that, that higher level. So there's definitely time to to take, to get to that point too. So I think it's probably going to be, I suspected that, I mean, you never know because it's Paige Beckers. And like you said, she could come out Friday and look like Paige Beckers always does. But I think in general, you know, it's probably going to take a few weeks, but there's no need to panic if she doesn't look like her full self by the end of the Big East tournament. There's still a lot of time. So let's look at what her potential return, not her potential return, what her return could potentially mean. And let's operate at an assumption that by the Big East tournament, she is 80% page. And by the NCAA tournament, she's 95% page. Whether or not those are realistic goals, I don't know. But just for argument's sake, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I feel like 
UConn without Paige Beckers can still be a final four team. And I think I'm not saying they would be a favorite, but I think they could win a national championship without Paige Beckers. Obviously that doesn't seem to be something that they're going to have to figure out, but the thing that we've seen from this team over the last three months is they have a lot of really good players. Obviously we knew that going into the season, the biggest problem has been consistency. There hasn't been a whole lot of continuity on who is the go-to scorer, who's your most reliable player, who do you have out on the floor, late in games, all those questions. We still don't really have those answers, but the fact that you had three games in a row where you had everyone except Paige Beckers playing, and now you're going to have two games before the Big East tournament where you're going to have everybody, again, excluding Aubrey Griffin, who is out for the season, so doesn't really factor into the conversation, unfortunately. You've got time to start to figure it out. Where do you think Paige Beckers helps this team the most? Because... I think it's probably the turnovers. It's been something that's killed this team all season long without Paige. And a stat that really stands out, two stats actually. Her assist to turnover ratio is 4.11. The next highest player on the team is Olivia Nelson Adota at 1.76. So her assist to turnover ratio is more than double the next closest player. Her turnover percentage is 8.1 the only other UConn player in single digits is AZ FUD that is just shows you how well Paige takes care of the ball and with the way that AZ FUD's been able to score and the way that Caroline Ducharme's been able to score and the way Avina Westbrook's playing recently too and what we've seen at times from each of the bigs and what Kristen Williams has pretty consistently been contributing if Paige is only just a distributor for on, through the Big East tournament, that's a pretty good place to start. And I think the area where she probably is going to have the most immediate impact. Yeah, I would agree. I'd add that that 4.11, while it's a smaller sample size, obviously, because she's only played six games this season, uh, is first in the country, too. It's the best assisted turnover ratio in the country. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think that's where they need her most really is in her ability to distribute her ability to take care of the ball. UConn's gotten better with the turnovers over the course of her being out, but there's, it's still definitely a problem. So just having her as a little more steady presence at the point guard position, I think is going to be huge. And just her ability to distribute in the way that we still, I think have seen UConn's half court offense get a little stagnant, even though it's certainly gotten much better. So just adding that kind of factor of having her on the floor and someone that's really going to be able to, to get the right pass and, and find players is going to be a, a big jump for this team. Yeah, with the improved turnovers, I think the big thing there is they aren't really throwing the ball away as much because they love to travel. That's one of the things that they do best is traveling. <laughs> Aaliyah Edwards seems to be good for at least one three-second call per game. Caroline Ducharme and Olivia Nelson Adota are both specifically susceptible to the travel calls, but there's not as many instances of them either just throwing the ball out of bounds or throwing it straight to a defender or things like that. They're at least a little bit better with what they're doing with the ball, even if they still are having a decent number of turnovers. 
And kind of to the point of the offensive stagnation, I think Caroline Ducharme hasn't necessarily been the player that she was before she got hurt, which I think part of that is AZ Fudd's emergence. Part of that is just getting back into the mix after missing some time. But if Paige is healthy and playing like we know that she can, she's your go-to player to get a shot because Caroline is really good at scoring when you need her to. Paige will score when you need her to. And I think there's a difference there. It's always helpful to have another person on the court who can do that on top of AZ who can make a shot from anywhere. Exactly. They just are just going to have so many weapons on the offensive end. I really don't think scoring is going to be a problem for this team. Like I think if there's points this season where it's been a problem, I think we're pretty much past that. I think we've seen it. So in general, I mean, there are periods where they go on droughts, but I think they have enough options at this point that it's not something I spent, would spend much time worrying about. And then you add Paige back into that equation. And I think they're pretty set in that regard. So let's, put a grade on how UConn's done since Paige Beckers got hurt because the main thing that we talked about at the time of the injury was, okay, this could be a good thing for the team because they're so reliant on her. They need to figure out how to play without her. How well of a job do you think they've done in the three months without her in developing themselves as a team that isn't focused on one player. I think I would give them a solid B because yes, they've had the injuries, but I still feel like, and Caroline Ducharme doesn't come out the way she does. If both Nika Mule, AZ Fudd and Paige don't get hurt and AZ Fudd doesn't come out if Caroline Ducharme and Paige don't get hurt. So those are big pluses. But I also feel like there's a little, this team still wasn't playing at its full potential, I don't believe, before Paige came back. And granted, they still were just getting everyone back to full health. There were other injuries to talk about. They still had time to develop if Paige wasn't coming back. So it wasn't perfect. But I think it would be hard to say that they didn't do a really good job of not just surviving, but taking steps forward, tangible steps forward on a pretty consistent basis. The only time they stepped back were immediately after they lost someone to injury and they usually seem to figure it out. So still a lot of questions to answer, still a lot more that I'd like to see from both individual players and the team as a whole, but still pretty successful three months without Paige. My yeah. opinion. No, I agree. I think given everything that this team has been through, I know like the expectation is that UConn's like not going to lose and they did lose that conference game, which was avoidable, but the amount of like adversity that that team, this team has been through this season, I think ultimately it's a pretty solid result could have gone a lot worse. And I think it says a lot about where this team has grown that it didn't go a lot worse than it did. Like I said, the Nova loss was avoidable. There are some definitely cases you can point to where this team has not played to its full potential in one way or another throughout that stretch, even when it hasn't been right after an injury. But I think overall, it's been a pretty solid performance. I don't mean to say this in that there hasn't been games where they played really, really well, but I also don't think there's a game that I feel like, I mean, again, injuries are probably the biggest factor in this, but a game where you came out and felt, okay, UConn was really good in every single regard. There's not really a single thing to nitpick uh, 
from the entire game, like some UConn games in the past, where just start to finish, absolutely perfect, A-plus performance. I don't think they've had one of those this year, which is fine. I don't, again, there's reasons for that, but I still feel like there's room to grow for this team. I think that's what I'm trying to say. And now you just get to add in Paige. And as we pointed out earlier in the year on an episode, Paige doesn't fix all of your problems, but she helps solve a lot of the symptoms to those problems. And at the worst, she's a really good coat of paint. She can cover up a lot of the problems. So this stretch that we've seen, it feels weird calling it a stretch because it's been (laughs) three months, but it, (laughs) <laughs> but you categorize it into the three games after Paige got hurt. And then this nonstop eight weeks, I guess it's been since they returned from COVID. It really feels like it's just been two different seasons and it's probably going to start feeling like three different seasons now. Yeah, exactly. And I think it, while you would have liked to see this team put together kind of one of those like great games that you know no one has anything to nitpick about I don't think it's surprising right we're we're literally talking about three games since they've had everyone back so it's gonna take time for things to come back together and to get used to playing on the you know well together on the court and with all these different lineups that they haven't had available so I don't think it's shocking in any regard that we haven't seen that I think we've seen some really good things um and I think we've seen this consistency, especially on the defensive end, at least. So I think the offense will come and obviously Paige Beckers is going to kind of at the very least put a big bandaid on that. So I think things are in good shape heading into almost March. Yeah. And to look at that team from two years ago, the 2019-20 team that I don't think was anyone's favorite squad You can't argue that they weren't playing their best basketball in the Big East tournament. And it took that team the entire year to get to that point. This team is on a fast track. This team's also way more talented and better chemistry. There's lots of things that are different about this team than that one. But it just goes to show that you can still, your best basketball can still be ahead of you even if time is starting to run out time is a factor and they're going to need to show it eventually and soon, but it's just so helpful that you have kind of this two game buffer where you can at least get Paige back on the floor, get her feeling comfortable back on the floor and get everyone else comfortable with her being out there because Caroline Ducharme and AZ Fudd have barely played with Paige. Dorka Juhas has barely played with Paige. It's been months since anyone else on the team has played with Paige. So even though she's probably the easiest player to get reintegrated back in because she's got, in my estimation, the highest basketball IQ is the best at running the offense and has the perfect personality to step right back in. There's inevitably an adjustment no matter what. Exactly. But they have time. And I think that's what's important, right? There, there is a month until regionals. That is a lot of time. So I don't think there's anything to be worried about at this point. I think you know, that's, that's a lot of time for, to get things right. I mean, look at the way this team has just shifted in like the last month with a lot of ups and downs. So if they can kind of keep it on an upward trajectory over a month, I think there's no reason to think that things aren't going to be in good shape come regionals, which is when they need them to be in good shape by. They've they're going to have some cushion in the biggest tournament and in the first and second round. 
right seven games until then and a month and what we saw earlier in the year is you need the games but you also need the practice time because they weren't developing during the battle for atlantis but they also weren't developing when they're having 10 days in between games pretty much every single week it's not a perfect balance but i think they're in a spot where games are more of a developmental tool than they were way back in november there's also the thing to consider that not that the sweet 16 will be easy and not that the elite eight will be easy but even if you could get to a b type performance by that point with this team a b performance might be enough to get you to the final four and if you can just continue building each game and every minute you're out there you're playing better and better if you can get yourself to the final four and start playing your best, best, best basketball there. I mean, if, if I think, okay, here's a better way to put it. If every game you play in the NCAA tournament is better than before, then I think this team's going to be in the final four. And I think this team's going to be really hard to stop regardless of who's in their way. But that's a lot of ifs granted, just continue taking those steps forward and, using every moment possible to make improvements and develop and continue to get better. Exactly. Yeah. I think the ceiling for this team is very high. There's no reason they can't win a national championship, especially with Paige Becker's back. It's just a matter of can they string it all together over the next month and five weeks or whatever it is to get there. We're going to wrap up this episode now. We're going to keep it on the shorter end just because we weren't able to record until Thursday night. And obviously game on Friday, it's kind of tough to talk about the Marquette Georgetown and Xavier games when realistically what happened in those games is way less important now that Paige Beckers is back. We will have a much more in-depth podcast next week after St. John's and Providence look ahead to the Big East tournament. But for now, that'll do it. You can follow Megan on Twitter at Megan Gower. You can follow me on Twitter at Daniel B. Connolly. Be sure to tell a friend about the show. I will do my very best to get a separate feed going tomorrow. I don't want to make any promises, though. Sign up for the UConn Women's Basketball Weekly. Read the UConn blog. Megan, what do you got to send us out? Happy four days until March. It's almost postseason time. That is crazy. I don't know how it went (laughs) from... Yeah. <laughs> from we have 15 games left in the regular season to this is the last weekend and we're going to be in Mohegan Sun next weekend. Yeah. Happened very quickly. <laughs> yep. And all of a sudden Paige is back. So lots of things happening at once. That'll do it. Thanks for listening.